Welcome to Amplify and Align. I am Michalina. And I'm Stacey. Why are we here? To break the rules, to share our wisdom and to disrupt an industry. We work with coaches, healers and leaders who are ready to turn their mission into a business that creates impact and freedom. Together, we bring over 20 years of experience to this space. I am the Amplify with proven systems and strategies to help you get your message out to the right audience. And I am the Align with processes and practices to help you through the inner shifts that become your external breakthroughs. We always joke that together we make the perfect coach. Which isn't surprising as we are sisters. So what can you expect from our podcast? The truth about the transformations needed to create your success. Soul-led strategies you can implement. And a sprinkle of astrology and spiritual strategy. And we're going to be pretty honest. We will be breaking down a lot of the truths and busting myths about the coaching industry. We want to invite you into the conversation with us. Are you ready to align your energies and amplify your success? Let's go. Hello, everybody. So today, coming up to crazy C word season, uh, as we are, I thought it would be a good idea to, uh, I guess, have a chat about boundaries and being the alternative and inspired and really highly motivated, ambitious humans that we are and how we, I guess, kind of merge back into our families that just don't freaking get us. Uh, And I wanted to talk about this with Em. Uh, I didn't tell her what we were talking about today, so she has absolutely no idea that this is our subject, do you? I have no idea where this is going. I'm trying to (laughs) formulate something in my mind I would like to say now, but I'm just going to surrender. Yeah, so Em's been away uh, for business for the last week, so... Five-star Byron Bay (laughs) Resort, organic luxury retreat. I have such a hard life. Uh, Yeah. And it completely, completely sucks um, that... Yeah, I've just been working away and doing doing all the normal things and you've just been absolutely blissing it out. Um, so, yeah, I just I didn't want to crowd your mind with too much and I just sort of threw you into this and said, hey, we're recording, let's go. And, yeah, you had no idea. So the reason why I talk about this is because, you know, we have some pretty alternative people in our, you know, personal circles outside of family. And we are alternative people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're a bit weird and quirky. Um, but it's hard to come back to integrating our energy back into the people from our past or with our families. Now, growing up, um, I know you and I had <laughs> different experiences with this, but we also had a very similar theme of this as well growing up. So... Mm. Um, I mean, I was, I'll just get started into it. Like, I remember just, like, being the punky kid who had the spikes, who wore the tartan skirts, and I was always, like, looked at as the freak of the family because of the way I dressed and the music that I listened to. This is true. I don't remember ever thinking that, but you seemed, let's just say, different. Yes. Different in energy as well, because (laughs) I come from a fairly intense family. We're not light-hearted people, typically. And Stacey was that 
joyful human who came in and disrupted that intensity and what was the European reactiveness. Oh, far <laughs> that out. So oh my gosh, we have so family. many things to say about our family and history. Our, our family, for background, um, is Lithuanian, and there is never a family conversation that doesn't end with someone storming out or arguing about politics. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I was like, I was the weird cousin. I was the weird kid. And Nan always used to say, Oh, yeah, oh, Stacey, you're such a pretty doll. Why don't you dress like a lady? And Pop would be, Ay, 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 Stacey. And her punk and her spikes and ay, 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 ay. And um, it was always like I was always met with disapproval whenever I came to family things because I feel like they just wanted me to turn up and, you know, be a beautiful representation of the clan. I don't think there was any beauty standard. They just didn't get you. They just didn't get you. And I feel like a lot of people who are going to be listening to this feel the same. I, I feel like... All of us in some way felt so different to our family, our family's perspectives, prejudices, direction in life. And it was hard to really define who you were among what everyone else wanted you and expected you to be. Yeah. And after chatting to so many women over so many different years, we're all kind of in rhythm with that experience growing up. Oh, yeah. But your experience, like, I mean, I, I like we haven't actually ever talked about this, but I see your experiences as a kid. You were just kind of like normal. You did all of like the trendy things. You listened to the trendy music, like, and, and you were just like on with all the cool stuff, whereas I was like the anti-person for everything, like anti-establishment, anarchy. Um, but I feel like there was a massive shift when we matured and like people just got used to me being the weird one and you became the one that caused, you know, the, the, the um, disharmony with conversations as you became a flourishing grown-up with your own opinions. Yes, well, I have very strong opinions, but... As I've gotten older and as I've done more self-exploration, I've become more aware of how I disrupted early on. So there was a bit of a gap in my life where in the early days I was a bit of a disruptor and mum got called into the school because of my opinions and my willingness to articulate those opinions, which were very, very different from our religious school perspectives. And then I sort of mellowed, trying to fit in with that belonging and trying to find that social acceptance and going through that emotional angst of heading into pre-teens and teens. And that was incredibly messy, which I probably won't ever go into in this space. But then I just couldn't do that anymore. And then it got really, really messy. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. Like, it got... It was like for for those of us on the outside of those conversations, like it was freaking hilarious just to see 
the the people in our family's backs get up and the arguments beginning and like no one understood why you had these opinions and why you just had to do everything so differently and why your son couldn't even have a piece of freaking cream cake like oh <laughs> gosh yes i'll always remember uh i probably shouldn't put richard in it so i'm not going to tell my version of the story but i feel like that was just the most hilarious like stuff to witness because I'm just like, oh, this bitch, like she's just like she just doesn't give a fuck about what anyone in the family thinks. Like this is so good. Well, you get to a point where you're like, there's nothing you can do to actually please people. You can either change who you are or you can stand up for what you believe in. And that was so strong in me that I wasn't going to give up my son's health to feed him. Well, it's not, it's not even cream cake. It was milk powder and pig fat. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. So for those of you who haven't yet met me in this space, I am very holistically minded. I even went and studied a degree in natural medicine, in naturopathy in 2010 and, and did the majority of my degree. So very, very strong in my perspectives around health and food and natural medicines. And I come from a family where things are very Western, traditionally Western with medications and... Uh, you mean liberal, like freaking hell. Like, here, oh, you, you've got a twitching eye? Here, have a Panadol. Oh, you've got a <laughs> fart coming on? Here, have something for that. Like, it's just, I just remember being like, uh, yeah, just being shoved medicine or a pill for anything and everything. Everything, everything. And I, Sorry, I'm in a silly I swear mood. our DNA is made up with fish and chips and two-minute noodles because that was the majority of our diet growing up. Oh, you forgot the chicken nugs. Chicken nuggets. I don't yeah. remember that one. Well. Oh, yeah. I do yeah. remember pulling garlic breads out of the freezer and putting them in the microwave to heat up for lunches. Yeah. <laughs> Yum. Um, excuse me. Like, I still do that. Like, I do chicken tenders in garlic bread at home <laughs> as a snack. I love it. It's so good. If you, you just say the look I'm giving her right now. If you haven't tried chicken tenders in garlic bread you're missing out because we don't so do good. that no <laughs> i know i know so we we do have we have different opinions but we love that about each other and we never like judge you will give me advice on certain things and i i love that i mean i'm sure you're judging the hell out of me behind the scenes but um no it's not like that i shake my head at you but uh look we we grew up like this i remember when my nan gave my one-year-old son a big tin of chocolate wafer straws and then got upset with me because I refused to let him have them. But they're like the best things ever. Oh, my gosh. My I don't have them in not. our house either because they just get demolished. Um, but My one-year-old yeah. was not being given <laughs> a tin of chocolate wafer straw. Uh, yeah. And we love our family. Like, oh, my gosh. We do. They're my, hilarious. My, my pop was – our pop was my, my best mate. And um, bless him, his anniversary was, yeah, just this week gone. Um and and our nana, God, like yeah, that's just how how it was. Like, there's no judgment against how they brought us up or our mum. Like, we had a good time, but uh, yeah, no, we just certainly have uh, evolved a little bit in a few different ways. Like, <laughs> there was a lot of love under all this. There really was fierce love. Yes, 
Yes, absolutely. So, I mean, I can feel people that will be listening to this, like, nodding along, going, oh, my gosh, this is just so me. But then the next phase of this, and I've really suffered with this for years and years, and I still, even to this day, get people who do not understand this and and judge me and make it really awkward. Um, And it's about... My it's not just them believing in me, but my family understanding that me being self-employed is not me just being a stay-at-home mum or allowing my husband to be successful and me not do anything. Like people just don't get it, especially in my family. They do not understand what, like, how successful I am or like any of that stuff. They don't, and I'm, I'm not the one to like spruik and say, oh, this is how much money I'm earning, blah, blah, blah. And I, if I did, they'd probably be even more judgmental about me. Um, but I just feel like forever, no one's believed that what I'm doing is is successful, even though it is. And I get met with these like, oh, you don't want to get a, a real job? Like those sort of questions all the time. And like, it just, it shits me in the situation. I'm just like, fuck. Like, if you just only took an interest in what I actually do and had a look at my social media and my websites and seen how professional I am and what I'm doing and the audiences I've grown, like, I get this judgment all the time. And, um, you know, we were at a, a dinner the other week with some friends and um, I- I'm not super close with them. They're sort of a, a hubby's friend group. And someone turned around and goes, oh, what do you actually do? Um, and like, I've been around these people for a long time. But the judgment that came off from them hearing what I do, it's like, oh, oh, really? And, and like, is that good? Like, oh, my God, it was just, it's hard. It's tough. Um, and family's probably been the worst ones to deal with. And I know you've probably had a bit of that too, Em. I don't really remember that, to be honest. It's probably part of my attitude where I, to some level, knew that I wouldn't be working for other people for the rest of my life. I knew I wanted to be incredibly wealthy and successful and I knew I had big work to do in the world. And to some level, my life has just been lived one day, one year, one month at a time. I joined the Navy when I was 20 years old because I got it into my mind one day that I was going to join the Navy. And for some reason that felt so right, I'd even questioned it. It wasn't like I had a big dream to live a career in the Navy, but I knew that this was what I was going to do. But I did face my family saying repeatedly, you'll never join the Navy. You're not going to do that. You're not going to do that. But I was so certain of it that I didn't give a fuck what they said. If anything, it made me more determined So while I have spent a lot of my life in a space of debilitating insecurity, one thing I have held certainty around mostly is the direction I'm going in. So quitting work to go and do my degree, I met a bit of animosity Well, don't you want to contribute to the house? Do you really want your husband working and you going and studying, basically doing nothing? But again, I was facing that decision of, well, it's impossible to stay at work because I'm I'm dying inside. My soul 
is withering or with my husband's blessing going and doing this thing. So I've always looked at these decisions as well. It's impossible to remain how others expect me to. And the only way I can see forward is, is to do the things that I'm called to do. And I've had pretty strong boundaries around that personally. For me, it's more that I really wish that there was more open-mindedness and I just kind of want the people around me to have the mindset around success and money that I do. And it's really hard when you're around people who think that, you know, oh, this is going to sound terrible, but, you know, that like a $60,000 a year job is like, woo, um, you know, yay, you're working full time and you've got money coming in. Um, you know, like for me, I strive and it's not about the money. And I spoke about this recently with a friend. It's like every single month I want to do better, whether I do more programs or I offer more or I'm engaging more or I'm growing more. Like I just want to continuously grow. And the people that, you know, are in certain circles, they're not the, the high vibe, amazing, like really connected to that vibe. Um, and it's hard to be around those people. And that's sort of why I wanted to talk about this, because I know you are really good at giving advice on creating these boundaries, whereas I'm a little bit more of like um, a, a balanced human. Like I will give my opinion, but I do it really respectfully and I read the room and I like to mirror people so that, you know, I'm, I'm really good at that. That's one of my, my gifts <laughs> of, of socialising and networking. Uh, whereas that Piscean <laughs> energy of compassion. I you have don't have had that. To really, no, well, I've had to really work on it and my tolerance radar is a lot more constricted than my dear sisters. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I just wanted to see, and I know I'm putting you on the spot because I haven't given you any forewarning that we're talking about this, um, but I just really wanted to ask you, for those that are like us, who are either just alternative, spiritual, they're, you know, doing the deep shadow work, they're in transformation, or they're, you know, highly ambitious, wanting success, very driven, and the people around them just don't vibe with that. How do you go from being around all these amazing people like we are, to then putting yourself in a situation where you feel a little like you have to dim your light and you have to just kind of blend in a bit or how do you shine without it being a point of conflict with the people around you well, there's so many things to say on this uh one of the first things that's coming to mind the the word that drops in is empowerment and i haven't had the same mission as you to better myself every single month my mission has been to be empowered in the work that I'm doing and in the life that I'm living. And from a very young age, I was determined, you could say empowered to create the life I wanted to live, to create the circumstances that supported me in going where I wanted to go. I remember getting in trouble. I upset one of my mum's friends once because she was a cleaner. And I said, I want to get out of Tassie because I don't want to be a cleaner. Apparently that's the wrong thing to say. It's it's offensive. <laughs> that's a very you thing to say. Oh, it's a very me thing to I just didn't think. I was just speaking a truth and this is what I've had to learn to temper a little bit. But this is part of the the shift that needs to happen is giving yourself permission to live 
breathe, embody your truth. And when we are in a community of people, we are naturally inherently going to want to belong to that group to some place where we want to be accepted. We don't want to disrupt. We don't want to be the odd one out. We don't want to be the person who has the attention for a negative way. We want to shape the way others see us. And this is where we can fall into the patterns of changing who we are and holding back our perspectives and being kind when we want to punch the person sitting across from us. But I've also come to realize that people just don't get it. They just don't understand anything outside of their sphere of awareness. And not many humans are willing to do the work to get it. They want to create comfort around themselves. They want to be validated in their perspectives and their view of the world and the life they created because people don't like change. They don't want to be faced with someone who's earning hundreds of thousands of dollars a year and doesn't have to worry about paying the bills and has a beautiful home in a place that they deep down long to be <laughs> or spend ten thousand dollars on cats because i know i told you that story recently yes. where i got judged because i wanted to buy two cats <laughs> from a breeder and they're like you couldn't afford that and it was like all oh, this judgment i'm like oh oh okay oh sorry i didn't realize you knew what my bank balance was <laughs> like it was just awkward well you can all probably understand when i say that no human wants to feel inadequate We don't want to feel like we're lesser than, like we're lacking in something. And most humans don't have the discernment and the ability to reflect, to go, actually, this is my feeling. This is coming from me. No one's doing this to me. That's a good point. Yeah. So our tendency is to separate ourselves mentally, emotionally, socially from those who make us feel uncomfortable in some way. It always comes back to lesser than. And this is disruptors can rock the boat a little because we can be a mirror for those who want something they're not willing to admit they want or they aren't willing to change to do and create and have the things that they really truly want to have. So we have a choice to make. The disruptors, the leaders, the medicine women, the coaches, the healers, the legacy chasers, we have a choice to make. Are we willing to bend and shape ourselves to fit the ordinary world around us? Or are we willing to rise up and be extraordinary, even if we challenge people's edges, even if we disrupt, even if we piss people off, even if we have to wear the objections of others. Mm. Because one of the things that I'm really frustrated with in the world is that complaint about being judged and trying to find people who don't judge you and trying to create a world where there is no judgment. And I can say with absolute conviction that is never going to fucking happen because we are wired to judge. 
We have this primal brain, which is constantly attempting to protect us. And we are alive. We survive. We thrive because of our ability to judge the world and people around us. So you may as well wish you could fly if you're going to waste your energy on being angry, frustrated, trying to change the fact, the truth that people will judge you. And we have to make a decision. If we are going to be successful, empowered, life-altering, transformational entrepreneurs, leaders, we have that choice of, am I willing to step forward even though I am going to be judged? Or am I happy just to hang back here seeking validation from those living a life I do not wish to live? That's a choice we all have to make. Mm. And I guess the the saving grace out of, of being or coming from that space is knowing that like after lunch you get to have dessert and you get to go home and get out of it like you don't have to like be in that situation constantly and if you are then obviously that's something you can work on but for most of us it's easy to just put up with it for a couple of days while you're around your family and uh dealing with these people um but I guess, like, when you are then taking yourself out of that situation, what would you suggest, M? Like, how do you, like, shake off that energy of being around people that just don't get you, that just, like, want to bring you down or judge you? Like, how do you then, like, I'm just physically, like, going, Bleh, like, shake it off. How do you step away from it and, and centre yourself again? Well, this is what I've had to work on myself. I don't, I don't think... Anyone just gets all this. I don't think we're born with this ability, even though I have been quite strong in my direction and perspective of life and what I want. This still doesn't mean I haven't been affected by people's opinions of me and I've let it get to me. So while I have strong boundaries in my life as a whole, I have had awful boundaries emotionally. So I let things in and I've made it mean something about me. And I've held it against people. I've created a lot of conflict and a lot of animosity in my life at individual people who probably, who well, who didn't deserve it because I, I made it mean something. And that's the first thing I would suggest is asking yourself that really powerful question that has changed my world and so many of the things that I'm doing is what am I making this mean? Are you making it mean something about you? Because this was a big revelation for me is that it's not always about me. It's actually not often about me. It's rarely ever about me. It's not personal. It's their self-protection, their, their triggers going off saying I'm inadequate. I'm lesser than not their mind is the same actually having that thought most likely, but they've dropped into self-protection, into reactiveness or aggression, passive aggression. And it's actually not about you. So that's the first thing that can really shift your experience of this is not judging them for their judgment of you. We can be better than that. We can rise above that 
because they don't understand. As I said, they, they don't have that experience in life. No one's told them it's okay to be them. No one's supporting them emotionally. They don't have coaches. They don't have leaders around them. They don't have inspired women encouraging them to honor their potential. They've never had that. So compassion. You actually taught me that, Stace. <laughs> you taught me that. Have <laughs> I? You have. Um, that acknowledgement that I don't need to be an angry, aggressive, annoyed, hurt bitch all the time. You've taught me that because that's how that's how I lived. I'm pretty. I'm pretty cruisy human being. Like. Like, I know I talk about systems and structures and spreadsheets and all that sort of stuff, but as far as, like, emotions and stuff go, um, I never let anything stew or bother me for too long. Um, I always give people second, third, fourth chances because I'm just like, meh, what's what's the harm? Like, it doesn't, doesn't worry me. Um, Stace has said something really, really powerful to me last week. Oh, is this about our husbands? Yes, and you said to me, "No, no, oh my God. no." This was this was this significant. It might seem no. I'm not going to tell the full story, but it might seem significant. But this is really, really, really powerful. And we were talking about a situation with our husbands, and Stay said to me that if I ask myself whether this is going to bother me in two hours, and I know it's not, I just let it go. Yeah, and I was like, wow, that's actually a life lesson. <laughs> There's no That's point. how deep I go. Like, that's, That's my Scorpio no moon. That's my yeah. theory of, yeah, like, I'm so glad you're not telling the story of, like, the, <laughs> the situation. No, I, I wouldn't but tell like, the story. Um, I, like, I look at my husband sometimes and I'm like, oh, my God, you're making me so fucking frustrated. But I love you and I want to spend the rest of my life with you. So is this going to be, a, like, a, a, something that breaks our marriage? Nah, fuck it. I'll get over it. So what's the point of even being annoyed about it right now? Okay, walk off. I'm over it. And I, I didn't realise that it had <laughs> any impact on you at all when I was venting and telling you See, that story. We never know the impact we have on others. Mm. But no, that's, I, that triggered a contemplation in me. It was so strong. I sat back. I, I don't know whether I sat back physically, but I, I definitely sat back cerebrally. And I went, wow, imagine if I live my life this way. Oh, so good. Just being able to let go of anything that I won't be bothered by in two hours. Because I'll own this. I have walked through the majority of my life pissed off, annoyed, frustrated. That's my Aries fiery energy. For those of you who have cardinal energy or fire energy, you'll, you'll probably relate to this is that we have a tendency to be very activated about a lot of things and unnecessarily, and it ruins our life, not everyone else's because they walk away and in two hours, they've forgotten about it, but we can hold on to a lot of stuff. And once that flame ignites and I made a series of decisions that have gotten me to a point which was really anchored by what you said. Well, if I don't want to be pissed off all the time, I don't want to be looking for problems all the time. I don't want to be creating problems from minor things that actually don't really matter very much. And this is what I mean by that question of what are you making this mean? Is that you can sit in a group of people and feel like you're being rejected, but that is perspective. Mm -hmm. You're making it mean that it's personal, that it's about you. When people who don't even know you uh, appear to be judging you, but they don't know you, they don't know your heart. They don't know 
what you create in life. They don't know how much you care about people. They don't know how much you invest in people. They haven't seen that your passion is actually coming from a place of unconditional love for those who have big work to do in the world. They don't know those things about you. So it cannot be personal. It cannot be personal. It's always about them. Yeah, even yeah. our family who don't really know us. Like they don't, they just see some posts on social media, you know, and then once a year or whatever you get together. That's a good point. They, they really don't know us to the core. They don't know us. And this is part of the boundary of seeking acceptance from those who actually aren't a positive influence on your life. They're not willing to get to know you. They just see you as a mirror who is ruining their day. Uh, This is our boundary of not seeking validation from people who actually can't validate us in who we are. Part of the maturation in leadership is recognizing that the only person who can give you validation is yourself. And that has been a big part of my process and why I actually now don't mind people. I don't mind people. I just spent a week with people I've known for up to eight years. And I realized that I actually, it's not that I even like a lot of these people. I've saw past some of their quirks that I'd made judgments about myself. And I I saw past some of the things that have previously annoyed me or I've, I've chosen to be annoyed by. And I'm like, I really, really like you. You are a wonderful person. You're a beautiful person. You care so much about others. You're so passionate, whatever it was. I I created space to get to know people in a way that I'd never made before. Thanks to all this growth I've had recently. And Stace, you're a big contributor to that. But this is what happens when we open up and we look at the world in the way where we're trying not to see it (laughs) because This is human's tendency, right? We're just going to try and see the world in the way that we want to see it. We're going to make things mean whatever we want them to mean. And it's very, very hard to actually see people. Some have the ability to do that. Those on a personal development journey have a growing ability to do that. Those who we grew up with, who've only ever worked full time, had children, struggled financially, don't have the ability to do that, at least yet. So we need to rise above. And that makes our life so much easier as well. Yeah, you, you make some really, really good points. And I think it's really going to help everyone listening to just come back to this episode after they've been in a situation like that and just get back into the vibe of like, these aren't my people. I don't need validation from them. I don't need acceptance. And just come back to to us. Like, just know that we hold and love you for whoever the fuck you are, whatever your situation is, like we are so here for you and and we we just want to get bring you back in to the high vibe, you know, this this beautiful community that yeah, you have available. To be honest, this is not about perfection. You're God, human. You yeah. get to be human. Give yourself permission to be human. But if you know you're being bitchy If you know you're overreacting to something, this is where you get to have that spiritual maturity, take a breath, walk away and go, all right, what's actually going on here? What pattern is Mm -hmm. rising? What's been activated? Where am I not feeling adequate? Where am I feeling judged? How am I judging myself? What am I making this mean? You get to do that. And that's a really, really special, powerful thing. This is a gift. Don't get upset because other people aren't doing that. 
to help you out in your life and make life easier for you and everyone and you want the acceptance that someone can't give you, don't be that person. I, I, I hold myself accountable like this as well. As I walk away, I go, okay, what's actually happening here? What am I needing? What am I not giving myself? Because the only person that can give you permission to be at your highest expression, to be moving into your highest potential is you. And it's a pattern that we develop very, very early on in our life where we are seeking that from others and we rely on others to believe in us because we don't believe in ourselves. This is where we have to, and this is part of the boundary as well, go inwards and become self-resourced in these things that we need to be able to succeed in life. So you can choose to give yourself permission. And that's a really, really powerful thing. You can give yourself permission to have the power to choose. This is empowerment. And just one last thing, and this is something that I've been really working on, you could say, is that the stronger you become at having a filter and the stronger your filter is, the less you're going to give a fuck about what others say, because it's just not going to come through your field. I think filters come through that self-compassion and external compassion through that inner ownership of self and your own emotions through recognizing that people's emotions are theirs and not yours. It comes through layers We can't just put up a filter and go, I don't care about the world. I don't give a fuck about what others say. That's, that's BS. But we develop a filter through these energies of compassion and passion and gratitude and acceptance, appreciation and awe. That's what a filter is. And this isn't about becoming high vibe. I'm I'm not into that. High vibes only that doesn't exist. And anyone who's trying to claim it does is avoiding life. <laughs> no, and their Im- power. It's important to to recognise that. Like that's not our our vibe. It's not high vibes only. I um I do have a different take on it, and so do you. So yeah, I love that you mentioned that. Yeah, we're not aiming for high high vibes only. And honestly, if you only ever had high vibes, you wouldn't be growing at all. So that's not what we're. Yeah, I always think of it, this is probably a bit TMI, but like, you know, when you're using a toy on the downstairs that is high vibe. How <laughs> and, do we even get here? And, and, you know, like it's been like too long and like it's just like, ugh, um, that's how I feel. Like when I'm like all these high vibes only people, I'm just like, it's just like holding a vibrator down there for too long and you get over it and it's just I'm sorry, awful. I can't relate to that because <laughs> I don't own things that vibrate. I'm all natural like that. You, you need some rhythm and some <laughs> some lower vibes as well to make no, it feel good. No, I'm, I'm wanting to enter a conversation <laughs> that I'm not wanting to get to. Yeah. <sighs> but for the record, I, I did some studies in esoteric tantra for a, a, a number of years. So, yeah, that's that's taking me to a place where I could actually have another conversation. <laughs> no. I'm just not going to go uh, there. No, but anyway, that's just me because I'm always like a very visual, like have to have an analogy. How the fuck me. did we end up? 
here. <laughs> Do we talk about high vibes? High vibes, high vibes. Like I just made me think of it. Anyway. Um, oh, my goodness. I, I loved this conversation and I hope you guys did too. Please jump in on the group Messenger for Women. We would love to extend the conversation there. Um, we'll Once this episode goes live, we'll drop some stuff in there about this and, uh, yeah, check in with how you're feeling and how everything's, uh, yeah, tracking for this crazy C-word season. <laughs> so every time you say C-word... Oh, yeah, I'm thinking of that word. Three other letters I am pop so up. thinking of that. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. I enjoy yeah. this for the holiday spirit, but, uh, yeah, the whole thing. It's, yeah, yeah, I just wish you hadn't said that twice or three times now. <laughs> All righty, guys. This is our, uh, yeah, sign off here. We will talk to you all very soon. Happy Yule, everyone, and we will be back. 